Hi and welcome to the McCall to Talk podcast. Got another one for you today. I think this is a really great one for all of us that have worked in professional football, in particular for players that have been in the game and come out of the game in particular, which is, well, most of them. And today I've got a lovely young man that I worked with uh, outside of professional football after he'd uh, come away uh, from the game called Andrew Osobonsu and very shortly I'm going to be talking to him. So I'm here with Andrew Osobonsu. Good to see you again, Andrew. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very good, Andrew. And uh, to set the scene here, uh, if you like, we're, we're at this beautiful arena, MK Dons. Do you know, Andrew, I just drove in and I got my missus to stop at the top of the road and I said to my wife um, as she dropped me off, just look at this stadium. This is League Two. Two. It's crazy, isn't it? It's, so it's, it's mad. Even when I walk in, it's like this is it's home to me at one point. It's just a rule. I haven't been back since, honestly. And it's like, how is this League Two? You walk in, it's yeah. like Premier League standard. Luton are in the Premier League. They don't have a garden nowhere near as good as this. It's, incre- it's incredible. Yeah, I, it's, it's it's absolutely unreal. And and I worked here as well for a short period of time. Yeah. So I was working at a time that you know as well because uh, Carl Robinson was the manager and I was doing some work with the first team. Yeah, yeah. So I actually knew of you and uh, the, the, the infamous other character that we got to know very well. Yeah, yeah, He's gone yeah. on and done very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what I'd like to do, Andrew, if I may, So, and, and by the way, thank you to the guys here at, at MK Dance because straight away I texted my old boss and he said, no problem, Tony, you're always welcome, go upstairs. Make yourself at home. So first of all, thank you to, to the club as always. People have always been very good. But let's go back, Andrew, if we may. And I want to go right back to where it started. So first of all, academy-wise, take me through the age of when it started and, and the bit of that academy part of your life. Yeah, um, obviously I was playing local football in Milton Keynes at first, um, at the age of maybe... I didn't know I had any interest in football at all. My dad just basically threw me out there. Um, playing in a tournament locally called um, Winner World Cup, and um, I got scouted by a few teams. Bearing in mind, I hadn't actually played football. I used to play in the park for a job, but um, MK Dons is one of them. So, of course, as a local, I thought, why not just come training with them? And I came in at the age of maybe seven. I used to get picked up by one of these, the managers, Simon Dwight. He's a, he's a top man. He used to come pick me up in a minibus from my house. Um, went on uh, on trial with them, and they, they basically signed me straight away. I was the first player in my crop of in my age group that actually got signed by MK Dons and made it all the way through from under sevens with the pre academy to the first team. So it's it's literally home to me. Uh, and um, I've, I hold the the club in high regard because obviously they've done a lot for me. Despite a bitter end, ending, kind of, but it, yeah, it was incredible. It was, it was mad, and, like, it, and it was like everyone knew me because I played for MK Dons, um, and I was like the face of my age group because I'd been there for so long, every year, every year. So yeah, it was, it was, it was mad. It was a good experience, and I, I loved it to be honest. It was good. Did Did you feel like Andrew? I've always I write about these things with academies. Did you feel like almost like you're on a journey, like there's only going to be one outcome here, especially when you're in it for so long? And then you get a scholarship, and then I presume you get well. You must have got first year pro, yeah. So uh, you must feel like you're just on that journey. And of course, I've seen that image of you. I knew that you'd made your debut because I was in that scouting world at that time. So there was lots of people looking out for you. 
Um, your performances were, were unreal. I think you was unplayable at times, certainly in the, that's in the scholar years. A lot of the circuit knew about you. Did you just feel like that was your journey now? This is going to be you? Yeah, I literally... At that time, Sky was the limit. I was so obsessed with football. And I felt like I was being taken care of when I was at MK in, in, in the sense that I felt like every, all the managers, the coaches cared about my development. Um, I felt like I was developing really well. I didn't realise I could play in central midfield until I ended up playing in other positions and then I identified my position when I got to the age of maybe 15 and I made it my own. And I really enjoyed it and I learned how to play there and I, and, and, and I progressed from that period onwards and, and really kicked on. So, yeah, I had good coaching. I couldn't complain at my time. So, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it, really enjoyed it. So, like... For most, Andrew, you know, I think the stats are half a percent of players yeah. um, that, for whatever reason, don't make it. Uh, I think you might have, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you went out on a short loan, yeah. maybe. Did you go Wheelstone? Or th- no? I right? went on loan to Corby Town first. Ah, okay. Corby Town. And that was actually a choice I made myself. Okay. Which I think actually shot me in the foot. Because I decided I didn't want to play on the ratings anymore. Because I made my debut, basically, right? when I was 16 maybe, Newport County in August. That was the start of the season, it was a cup game. I didn't expect it, it was just the weirdest thing. And I've, and I've gone and made my debut, and after my debut, I've got loads of rumours circling around me going to Prem clubs and um, Cat 1 teams, and obviously as a youngster, you get that excitement, like, oh my God, I think I've got man of the match, or I've done really well, playing 90 minutes, etc. And then um, I was like, I don't want to go back to playing on a, on a Saturday and playing in the Youth Alliance League, it's like, I don't want to do it. I, want, I, I just played in the first game, I want to play in front of people. So mm-hmm. I went and asked my manager, can I go on loan? And he goes, if you can find it, then go on. So me, Peter, actually, and another lad decided we were going to go call B. So we went training for them, and they only wanted me out of all three of us. So mm-hmm. it, I had a little loan there. As a youngster, they don't really trust you in non-league at mm. the beginning because they don't really know much about me. So I didn't really get much game time, but it was more the experience. But it kind of shot me in the fit foot because Carl Robinson actually got sacked when I was on loan. So the new manager basically came in and didn't really see anything from me. So he didn't know who I was. And that really impacted his decision on whether to give me a new contract, etc. Et so, so it's almost like you're out of the scene. Yeah. So okay. the, the, the timing was just the worst timing. And that's what he said to me. As soon as I came back, he was like, who's this kid? And then the head of the academy was like, he's played for the first team. He's actually good. Look, have a look at him. By this time, they'd already made a decision who they wanted to give their new deals to and get rid of. And I wasn't in the picture, unfortunately, despite me doing well on loan. I actually think I scored one or two goals. Um, yeah, it was, it was a bit difficult. But, yeah. but I can understand that, you know, because timing is a word you mentioned there. Yeah. I think luck and timing are so crucial to, to this game. Yeah. Uh, because obviously people you're around and yeah it's, it's, it, it makes such a big thing so so I guess this you found yourself then in uh, staring down the barrel of the conversation of your being released and, and it, it's yeah. hard to ask this Andrew but I think because you're a bit older now you can reflect more tell us how that felt what was what was that feeling I've never felt rejection I never knew how to deal with rejection until that day it was kind of like I'm leaving home like this is my home I'm not going to be here next year 
other people are going to be. I'm not going to be it. And to be honest, going back to that, I thought it was a blessing in disguise because I knew that there was other teams that were interested in me but off the back of my debut. Because after making my debut, I actually played with the first team for a few times, a good few times. Because um, I think Potter at the time was injured. He was Darren Potter and someone else. So I played a few times. So I thought it was a blessing. But then again, now looking back on it, it wasn't. I should have stayed at MK Dons if I had the chance to. But I thought, yes. Like, even though I'm getting rejected by the club that I've been at my whole life, it's like I have the chance, the freedom, instead of a team buying me or anything, I can go and walk into Cat 1, Cat 2, and just do what I want to do. But it was harder than I thought it was going to be. Mm. Did, did you do them kind of exit trial things? Did you no, take part in any of them at all? No, nah, not at all. I literally left them within two days. I was in. I went to Derby. And I actually done really well at Derby as well. And they were in, one of the teams interested in me when I actually had left. Well, I made my debut, sorry. So they were interested and I went there straight away. Peter came in me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't really go there. Um, I enjoyed it there as well, but I was obviously part of the under-23s. Um, played a few games, played against Bernie, played against QPR, um, scored a hat-trick. They offered me a contract, and then that's where the whole story starts with my age and, and things that shouldn't have occurred at the time. And that's when I lost my love for football, my desire, just... I think it's, it's around this time that we bumped into each other, yeah, I think, it. Andrew, because yeah. I remember the story of Derby County. Yeah, that's it. And, yeah. Uh, and I remember some of the frustrations that you were feeling. I think when you came to me, you was, uh, if you could take this the right way, but you looked like you were beaten. You, yeah. were, you were like a beaten boy. Yeah. Um, and, of course, you wanted to play. Now, obviously, we was in a situation where... We felt we could we could get you on the pitch, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, again without naming names, but I knew in, instantly, having worked in the game myself a lot, that I was concerned about some of the conversations around this particular agent, and I think without kind of you know throwing throwing uh, things that way, I think it's good for young people to hear your story because if they're in that scenario, they maybe need <coughs> to know that they have to be in control of their destiny, right? 100%. Uh, is that fair to say? 100%. If I could give advice or speak to anyone or my younger self, that would be exactly it. It was. It took me years to get over it. I never thought I'd fall out of love of football until that period of time. I was... I'll explain it from the start. So I've, I've gone to Derby County based off the back of my agent telling me... Um, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna get in. Like they want you that bad. You scored. You, I've gone there, scored a hatchet, done really well. At this point, MK Dons have actually like, kind of, they've kind of said to me like, we don't want you to go. Even though they've really said they're not gonna give me a pro, they're like, not a pro, another contract. They're like, we don't want you to go. Like we think you can prove yourself, kind of thing. And, and I thought I was too good. Like I don't want to prove myself to get it. You've already said no. I'm gone. So I've gone Derby County now. Um, and I've done really well. They've offered me a contract. And, and by the way, I've had this agent for about two years. And throughout my whole two years with him, he was trying to take me out of MK Don. That was his whole plan. From the minute I left him, he was like, you're too good for him. Wow. I'm going. And his agency consists of top players, Ryan Sessegnon, Stephen Sessegnon, Mark Guhi, that one up here at Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. 
Come on, a gallery. There was a few of us. There's a there's a picture I've got somewhere, and it's, mm. it's got all the, all of us. We all met up. We used to go to London. They used to give us like the new FIFA early, like wash bags, all of that for free. It's kind of mm-hmm. like to get the players in. Like, yeah, we're the top dogs. So I yeah, felt yeah. like I was one of the the guys, my peers, like one of the yeah. guys, the the sessions. I felt like one of those. And um, so yeah, I've, I've um, obviously he's told me you're gonna get in. You ain't got a problem. So I've gone there now. I've done really well. Been offered the contract, so the contract's in my face. And um, I'm not, I didn't know anything about agency fees at this time, and like he, agents making money from me, and I didn't have a clue. So I've been offered a deal. It's the same deal that all the players in the under 18s have been offered that year to go into the 23. It wasn't nothing special. It wasn't like a three-year deal. It was just a one-year deal. But I was happy to take it because I actually enjoyed my time there. Um, it's a stepping stone. And um, he has... I finished my trial with him and then he's gone cold on me for a week. I haven't heard from him. I haven't heard from Derby either. I'm thinking, I just scored a hatchet. How are you not responding to me? And, but they had responded. They'd offered me the deal, but he had turned it down because he wanted to take me to Crystal Palace. And Charlton, who Carl Robinson went to. Mm-hmm. And apparently there's something to do with agency fee. They didn't want to pay him this certain amount, so he didn't want to accept the deal. He thought he could take me somewhere else and I could get a deal somewhere else. I didn't know any of this. So my dad's called up the Derby County director and said to him, oh, why have, Andrew, why have you not spoken to Andrew? Is, is his time done? And then he goes, oh, by the way, his agent said to me, he's putting them out, he doesn't want to take the deal. We can't offer him anymore because we're just not going to do that. And I don't, you can't expect the club to offer me more than the players that have been there for years. Mm-hmm. So my dad was like, what? So he's gone absolutely mad. And he's called my agent. My agent's like, oh, yeah, we don't think it was right for him. We're going to take him to Crystal Palace. We're going to take him to Charlton. So I'm distraught. I'm like, I've been here for weeks. I've been here with all the lads. I know that I'm happy here. I don't mm-hmm. want to go anywhere. And then he goes, yeah. And, and so my dad's kind of like got rid of him. He's, my dad's kind of said at the time, look, We'll do the derby with derby. You go your separate way. Mm-hmm. So we try to take it under our own hands. And derby was a bit like, if this is a representation of you, it's not professional. We don't really want you around, like to be honest. So they kind of like we've drawn the offer. I mean, like we don't, we don't really, we don't really want you around anymore. We've kind of got a replacement for you because it, it took about two, three weeks for them for, for, for me to find out that this is what's going on. So my, um, I've gone back to MK Don just to train and keep myself ticking over, but I'm kind of losing love for the game just because I was so upset for ages and Derby didn't want nothing to do with me. And then um, I went to Crystal Palace. Confidence was low, I'll be honest. Didn't perform. That's, that's the honest truth. Um, went Charlton with Carl Robinson again, the manager that put all the faith in me and gave me my debut, done everything for me, that, that guy. And up till now, he's still that keeps in contact and he was so good with all the young players again didn't perform I couldn't even expect him to sign me knowing me because I didn't mm. play well and that's the honest truth but I, I know me I didn't played a few games didn't do well um, that was when I, my confidence was on the floor for the first time ever I never felt yeah. like this didn't even feel confident getting on the ball let the game go past me I was playing in the middle just letting everything go past me but I didn't want to get mm. on it got a new agent who, by the way, was a top man, to mm. be honest. He was the one that really wanted Alex, his name is Alex Court. He wanted me to mm. go in non league. He tried to get my confidence up. When Worldstone, there was a National League in South. So, South, yeah, there was National League South. Again, I didn't get no game time because I'm young. So, mm-hmm. they didn't really trust me. And that was when I met you. Yeah. And, 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 and I came to Dunstable, despite 
turn in loads of trial opportunities. I didn't want to go on trial no more. I had my mm. head fixated on I don't want to trial anymore. I hate it. I've, been, I've had so many rejections after the first one at done. Yeah. I don't want to do it anymore. Let me just go play it and then earn the right to, to get a move or, or earn it. So I kind of had that motivation still, but my love for the game, it just started sinking and going out the window and I just felt like I was defeated. Yeah. That was it, yeah. And when, when we we got you in, I mean, we was in such a unique scenario ourselves because, uh, of course, there's you talk about fees and wages and costs and, well, it's an easy conversation. We haven't got any money. Yeah. But yeah. I'll tell you what I have got, and as you know, my sales pitch at the time, Andrew, was I've worked with a lot of players and I'm not. I'm talking like players that have gone on and, and earned careers in the game. Mm. I know about development plans. I know about you know transitioning from youth and through uh, development ages and then and into first teams. And I think um, I'm in a really good position to to help players like you. That was of course something that I felt was an attraction for us. And of course, the level we're playing at is going to put you right in the window because. With us, we've got no choice. You're going to play. <laughs> we're not bringing in someone on 200, 300, 500 pound a week because we're not paying 20 pound a week. So, however, we're playing like at a level which is unreal. You know, we're pretty much everyone we're playing is full of ex-pros mm -hmm. or, or players that have done really well or very experienced in non-league. Lots of senior players. Teams now, you look at. I mean, Weymouth went on to the National yeah, League. Kings yeah. Lynn went on to the National yeah, League. Yeah. Hereford, I don't know how, but it seemed to kind of, you know... But in my opinion, that club is unreal. Yeah, you it know, was, it was mad. That was, that, was, that was a crazy experience as well, like being 17 and even playing on a Tuesday night, leaving, was it work at the time, going all the way to Hereford, a 17-year-old playing in front of all these fans. It was amazing, wasn't yeah, it? it? Was I, and I remember, Andrew, like the naivety of some of our lads I mean you'd been in and around pro football but for some of our lads I remember like we were in a proper stadium with yeah. like thousands of fans yeah. I think it was like two and a half thousand fans or something yeah, yeah. and um, and the, not conduct but like I said it's just not knowing like what to do on match day so even I remember the lads were warming up behind the goal do you remember and I had to tell them <laughs> honestly there were, there were some crazy characters in our team there's never been anywhere near it but yeah it was mad it was, it was a crazy thing like it, that's the thing though it's like I came out of the professional environment and I never thought I'd be when I was at Donstable it felt like playing in step three because I knew nothing about non-league don't forget I know mm. nothing I've been playing against Arsenal playing with all these clubs all my life. I don't know. I don't know who Dunstable are. I don't know who mm. Worldstone are. I don't know anything. Hereford. I've heard of Hereford, but I don't know who they are. I've gone there mm. on a Tuesday night and I'm seeing fans and lights and I felt like a pro again. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it was just a good feeling, man. And I'm with my friends as well, PR, and just it was it was good, man. Even though we didn't win, it was just good to be there. Man. But you, but you guys that day, that particular game at Hereford. Uh, we, we, if you remember as well, we opened up the kit bag. So we haven't got like all the staff and all the things, but we opened up the kit bag and we had no socks. So because we're we're rushing and and we're so desperate, like we're just throwing things in cars and whatever you. And we rock up there and I'm going to their dressing room with my head down, going, guys, could you lend us some socks? Honestly, this is unbelievable, you know, isn't it? Literally, it's crazy. But they were great, and actually, after the game, I mean, God, I just remember, God love him, Ryan went down the wing on a counter-attack, but we were hanging in there, and we were battling and fighting, and we thought Ryan was going to score, and he just missed, and 
and then uh, and the crowd beyond the gra- and beyond the goal knew it as well. But the, the great thing was, yes, we did get beat. But I don't know if you remember the stand innovation we got from them Hereford fans yeah, yeah, yeah. after the game. Do you remember yeah, that, Andrew? We, we tried, man. We, we actually tried. And one thing about our team, we had a lot of battlers and, and we had character, we had heart, man. So to be fair, we deserved it. Even though it was rock bottom, everyone expected to beat us. We were known as the kids in the league. But we had heart, man. So I feel like we deserved it. We, we came up from from Milton Keynes or Dunstable to, to Hereford on a Tuesday night and we, we actually gave them a good game man so and we and I, what I remember as well like driving home this happened quite a lot actually Andrew because when you first came in you know obviously like this bad little boy you know and I mean that respectfully um, now you're much older I guess you yeah. can look back and you probably would agree with that but yeah. um, sometimes we'd be coming home from these these grounds in this bus that we borrowed off the local school as well by the way <laughs> and uh, I used to, you wouldn't know this, but I'd sit looking across and smiling, you know, in like, because I, <laughs> I don't know if you, how good you thought you were. Not, I'm not talking football now, I'm talking about singing. But, singing? Yeah. Oh do you not God. remember? You and Peter used to sit in the back of the bus <laughs> and <laughs> you were singing. Do you remember? Me and Peter were characters. <laughs> I don't even remember. Do you not, re- do you not remember, remember that? No, no, we no. were nudging each other, listen to these two <laughs> in the back. And you're rapping and singing. Oh, yeah, they're rapping. Yeah. I believe that 100% yeah. we used to do that. Gideon was involved as well. The, the three of you, yeah, yeah the Gideon three amigos. And you're like doing this, like really, this rapping stuff. <laughs> and I'm just laughing. I try to stop myself laughing because I think if they hear me laughing, they're going to stop. But I wish I'd recorded it. Yeah, they were memories, honestly. I remember the days now. And I think Ethan Lamptey was there as well. Ethan as well. Ethan was there as well. Another one that, you know, we've been in at Northampton, right? And, yeah. Um, God love him. And we went down to that cup game in Kent on the plastic pitch. That, that that team have gone on and done well. And, oh, they targeted him, man. He was a young boy. Yeah. It was typical non-league. Do you know what? Let's wipe out yeah. someone. Yeah. And they wiped him out. And, and OK, maybe they'd gone in heavy. Pro- maybe didn't think they were going to injure him that badly. But it turns out they did. Yeah. It was a horrible injury, do you remember? Do you know what's mad, though? You know Ethan is probably... I always say this to everyone that I speak to. He's probably the best player... I've seen that at academy level. He was so good. He was so good. Yeah. And he used to play in a tenant, but he used to take so many risks, yeah, as in, like, he was not, he was fearless. Like, even me, people think I was fearless back then. But I wouldn't do some of the things he would do. And it would work. And people would snap him in half and just... He was left-footed as well. He just looked like such a pretty footballer, man. He's one of them that I would say, you know that float across the floor? Yeah. Like he could take touches and he'd just float and yeah. he's multi-directional yeah, 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 and yeah. floating around yeah. and such a lovely young man as well. Yeah. That's where I think I grew, you know, where I got so attached to you lot. You know, I think obviously you were young guys as well and I'd have like a lot of you as well. I had your parents ringing me and, you know, like as if it, this is men's football but... I recognise as well as a parent, these people, these parents care about their young youngsters and they want what's best for them. And so, I mean, I didn't get everything right all the time either, but it's uh, it was definitely like at times uh, as well heartbreaking. Like that thing with Ethan, you know, I just my heart sunk when I see him keel over. I knew instantly that's a nasty one. Yeah. And 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 do you know what he didn't he didn't recover from he that actually did. he never did. I don't know where he is now or. No, no. No, you don't, you don't, you don't, to be fair, me and him are close. He's me and my brother since he was young. Um, he don't play football at all anymore. I think Dunstable must have been his last club. Um, he he, <clears throat> he kind of fell out of love after leaving Northampton as well. He deserved the pro 100%. Yeah. 
I'd say anyway. But um, yeah, came down to Wolf. Obviously, I convinced him. I told him a good place to be. Me, Peter, are there. Mm. Obviously, Ethan was at Don's with us when he was younger, so he kind of mm. wanted to be back with the boys and that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he, he came back and um, obviously got it. He was kind of injury prone as well. He got that injury that day and, uh, yeah. and he never. He just thought, nah, I can't. I can't do this anymore. And it was unfortunate, man, because he was such a good footballer and he's someone who's again come from when he was really young all the way through Dons didn't really quite make it went to Northampton so got another mm. chance at academy level done really well was their main player and then they gave him an extended score like again because he was injury prone so they didn't yeah. have, really know what to do with him and then I sort of that extended collar it's collar? Scholar, yeah, that's extended it, yeah. scholar so or third year scholar yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. it's called not a fan of that I, I really think that's a cop out from football clubs well. you know and I, I remember there was a lad at, at QPR actually I bumped into him in non-league and he said to me yeah and I said to him at the time I really don't think you should take it mm. I, I would, and it's hard for a young because they think I'm, yeah but I'm still around the club I'm still playing to me a lot of that at times I'm not saying for everyone but it's almost like you're making the numbers up for their under 23 squad. So you, so well. you know, because if they were serious about you, they'd give you a pro, right? That's the way That's I feel I anyway. Think as well. I, think like, I never got given a third year or anything, but I feel like if you do, I understand people get injured and stuff, and it might mm. not be fair. But I get it, but I just feel like you, unless they've been injured throughout their whole two years scholarship, you kind of know their progress and where they're, mm. they're, they're going to be, whether you really think they'll push or not. Mm. I don't think giving them six months extra or a year actually yeah. is really going to make you think, oh, all right, he's going nah, to... I'm not a fan. Yeah. Not a fan. So to, to, to wrap up this Dunstable part of the journey, Andrew, I do want to, like, mention, like, well, there was... You was a challenge at times, but, yeah. but you, you were as a young man, right? Yeah, so um, that's fine. That's cool because that's football and not everyone is going to get on all the time and... Maybe you're thinking some things I'm saying or doing isn't right, and vice versa. You know that's normal. That, I'm comfortable with that. But there was, uh, I think there was a spell where I really started to think. You, you mentioned falling out of love with the game, mm-hmm. and people didn't really get you, Andrew. If I'm honest, because I knew that you was upset with yourself. You was upset at your scenario. You wanted everything to be good. It's like I could tell you how good you are, or. But it's like you were deaf to it. You, you, you know, you weren't really taking it in because I think maybe your confidence and self-belief was so gone that you were deafened to compliments. You know, yeah. um, and and then that that manifested itself at times with, you know, sometimes your body language would be like, I'm not really yeah. having it. Yeah. But do you know what? And you said the word attitude there, um, Andrew. It's like I kind of I had people around me going, take him off. Yeah. That's not on, blah blah blah, and I was like, no, you don't understand, because I know what that you're going through, yeah, and I right. wanted to try and just leave you as long as I could. You you could do something, right? I described this recently to someone. When you used to pick the ball up from the edge of our own box, well, bear in mind we're we're load, load of kids, very difficult to get on the ball. We've got very clever, tactical, older, wiser players around us, bullying as well, and doing all the old school things. But you could pick the ball up on the edge of our own box and reach the attacking box the only person I know that I've seen live was actually in charity football playing against John Joe Shelby he, could, he was the only player that could eat the pitch up you know Patrick Vieira style yeah, yeah, yeah. just open the legs and you could just eat the pitch up in absolute heartbeat and I don't know anyone that could ever do that and I used to say it to you 
and I don't ever think you even listened. It was like you were so beaten, and it's a shame that it manifested itself where people thought, "Oh, Andrew's got some kind of attitude problem." I don't think you did. I think you were just hurt. It's, yeah, I was hurt. That is the word. But I, you know, looking back on it, I didn't even realise that was the case. But you know what it is? It's, it's crazy because I, I came into Dunstable with my confidence on zero. But I don't think you realised that you gave me the confidence that I didn't have because before that school, I had no confidence. As in, I didn't even want to get on the ball. I came down to the ball. Even though we was losing every game and I'd lose my head, I'm playing. So I was happy. And my manager let me, my manager being you, let me do anything I wanted to do on the pitch. I wouldn't take the, the mickey, obviously, but I could get on it. I could. I would play in a 10, but my... my I had freedom. I could go on. The, I used to drift out to the left a lot of the time. It was just a habit. And then um, first game we played, we hadn't won all season. I came on. I think I started actually. I scored. So it was like I had confidence, and it's like this is what I always say. There's no manager that's ever given me confidence in my whole career. There was only there's two. There was you, Carlson, and now Joe Dean. Everyone else, I get onto a bit later. It's a mm. bit like the good guys and that, but yeah, they care more about. I don't know. Maybe obviously the, the team obviously comes first, but you yeah. know when you know when you have a man manager, someone that really puts their arm yeah, in the yeah. and says you're good or whatever. That was what you was really good at. So yeah. back, back to the, back to the original question. Um, yeah, I, I knew how good I was, but it was like I felt like I wasn't doing enough because I was losing. I didn't realize the situation we was in as a club, as in. I didn't realise that we're not actually meant to be pushing for the title. We're kind of like under par. We've got players that are not at the level, including myself probably. Mm. And um, I didn't realise that because I was so used to playing for MK Nons winning every week. So it was just like... And I remember, do you remember there was one time where <coughs> we played St. Neers? And I've never... Me and you had never had an argument before. We clashed. We I know. Clashed. I remember, I remember it, that yeah. day. We clashed <laughs> one day. Yeah. But again... We clashed and 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 you you gave me a warning as in like I won't accept that. And I remember I think I messaged and apologized. I remember I spoke to my dad about when I got home and I apologized. And I, I can add to it, Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to kind of like put a marker down because it was so public. Yeah. And we we clashed in the dressing room. And by the way, what was said in there will stay in there as yeah, always. Course, yeah. Course, that's course, that. Course. And you're cool with that. I'm cool with that. But. It was a because it was public. Yeah. I said to you that I, unfortunately I can't let it go. And actually, what happened is I don't know if you know this, but your dad phoned me. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, didn't yeah, know yeah. That. So your so your dad phoned me, and a little bit when I, when it, when I saw his number come up, I was thinking, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, he's gonna tear me apart here. But you know what? Your dad was lovely, Andrew. Honestly, he was so respectful, and I was. Because of that, I was totally honest with him. I told him where I thought you was at. Uh, I also told him, I'll be honest with you, that I know you mentioned a, a guy that you re was really happy with, but I felt like you was a little bit distracted with trying to push the the move oh, yeah. too quickly. Whereas yeah. my opinion was, if you could just get your head down and start loving the game again, yeah. these offers will come back to you rather than you having to go chase them and be distracted by it. That was my only thing. Plus, to get over the hurt. So, me and your dad had a real heart-to-heart. -heart. You Again, this is probably news to you. You never knew this, I guess. Didn't you didn't know that? No, I didn't know. Didn't know, didn't know. <laughs> yeah, and, and me and your dad had a great relationship, obviously, after that, you know, because I get it. He's, he's a parent, you know, just because you're... But he was a young guy, you know. He was just wanted the best for you. He knew, I think, you'd been let down. You 
mentioned two other guys, by the way, just a quick one on Carl. I was in this stadium working for another club and bumped into Carl, and I spoke about you and Peter in particular, and Gideon. And, uh, and Carl was saying, I was so glad when I heard they were with you because I knew you were someone that would give them a chance and blah, blah. So Carl was very complimentary. He, he, he was actually, I think, suggested that he wasn't exactly over the moon that you weren't at this club anymore and stuff. But, you know, that's football, Andrew, right? We, we understand that. Um, and Joe, just quickly on that one. Yes, yeah, so Joe, obviously, I go back many, many years, probably 12, 15 years or something. Um, and I'm really glad you're with him now. But at that time, yes, we clashed. We had, but you had a great conversation with your dad. And then I'm bringing you back to what you now recalled, which is you did. You 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 took humbleness and you you then set about apologising. And we had a proper heart to heart. And I think from there, not only manager player trying to help you along the way. I think then we then became a really blossoming and great like relationship and someone ever since I've respected hugely. Of course, 100%. I always had major respect for you regardless. And it was actually me that... I actually said to my dad, I want to apologise. I told him what happened. Normally I wouldn't. Like, I'd just be like, oh, whatever. Like, I just had an argument with the manager, I'm leaving. Yeah. I, was, I was just like that, but... I, was like, I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to leave my friends. Didn't even... Like, it was losing... It was losing, and I didn't want to leave. It was weird, and I was like, mm-hmm. I, I, I need to apologise, but I don't want to call him. I didn't have the confidence to even just call yeah. him and be like, oh, like, I just felt like I didn't want to do. It. So he was like, oh. he didn't actually tell me he was going to do it. I just remember getting a text. I don't know if you text me, or I text you, or Peter text me. Someone text yeah. me, and then, and then we got speaking again. And then I remember yeah. I was back within within a week, and then we played Kings in away. I remember the oh. game that came back as well, and, and that's the game you're talking about with, with Peter and, and the picture. So I remember exactly the time. I remember all my, my, my memories at Dunstable the first time, and you know, it was mad looking back on it. It was just, if I could go back here, I would, there's so much things I would change. And, and, and my body mm. language is one of them, because I've been getting told ever since I was at MK Dons, Body language. Yeah. It looks like you're not interested. And my dad yeah. used to tell me relentlessly all the time, body language. Yeah. You, look, you look like you're sure and you're not interested. Because I was one of those people, without the ball, I'm not interested. Yeah. With the ball, give it to me, I want to do something with it. Yeah, so yeah. it's just like, if I could coach myself now, <laughs> my younger self, there's so many things I'd change. And it's like, yeah. it's just, it's mad that people like you and Carl Robinson, and they always tell you in the now, you need to concentrate, you need to sort out your body language, da, da, da. but you won't listen, and I didn't listen. Yeah. And now looking back on it, I watch my old self and I'm like, why are you walking around the pitch like that? Why are you soaking? Yeah. Just get on with it, Andrew. Yeah, but as a result of that, um, we, we, we got you back and actually we, we, we put in some unbelievable performances. Yeah, you know, yeah. we, we should never have been competing against some of these teams, and no. we were, and everyone knew it. Like the Gosport game even... When their chairman, I can't repeat the words I said to him, but... <laughs> Gosport, is that when I broke my finger? Away, you broke your finger away when that made me nearly throw oh, up. Gosport at home, when at we home. had, um, back end of the season, when we had game off the game Get, off the game. Yeah, we had, four, we had to have four games in a, in a week, remember, and there's yeah. a big crowd for the Gosport game at home, and we really fought. Came. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was amazing, right? It was right? mad, it was mad. All my mates came, they never come to watch that. Before. And they wheeled out like Rowan Vine and McAllister and all these ex-pros and we were like, yeah. and we're still absolutely banging the game. Yeah, oh, we, we, we lose that game. Unfortunately, we did in the end. But we drew, in the, in, the four, in the four games, we, unfortunately, we did lose two of them. But by the end, Andrew, we were, I mean, Peter, I remember, we have not really spoke about Peter too much, but 
God love him. He he, he put every. You know, he never left anything, right? Never, never, never left anything never. on the on the pitch, and he was completely shot to bits. By the times we got to the last game through, for him, I remember the game exactly as well. Yeah, for yeah, that's what I'm saying. He Peter could have been captain of that age. Uh, easy, he had yeah. Everything and I, and I, we we joked earlier maybe, but <laughs> we 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 said about what it takes to be pro, and I, I looked at Peter sometimes. And I saw this lad, he was, what, 17? 17. 17. Yeah. And, uh, and this old, you know, experienced lad stuck one on Peter, probably thinking, he's a young boy, yeah, he's getting forward, he's influential, he's kind of, like, dominating again, so I'll stick one on him. Yeah. And then there was a picture in the back of the, the, the press, of, uh, local press of Peter, uh, seemingly have with this header with the lad. Well, I knew Andrew. Peter went, I'm not having that. Yeah. And he went to this older guy, and he absolutely nailed him. And uh, and I actually turned to the guys next to me and went, "That lad's going to go far, you know." Because 100%. even if he didn't, even if he had no technical ability at all, the fact that he's got that fat, any manager would take him to war. With him. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, if you play for Joe Dini now, Joe Dini would love him. He would love him, wouldn't he? Because he's Joe's type of player. Joe's type of player goes to war. For Absolute him. winner, and at times as well. Again, if you wanted to be really, I don't know, if you wanted training to have loads of marching soldiers and behaving and not, then you wouldn't want you and, you know, winners like you and Peter about because even training, God, he was so aggressive yeah, in training, wasn't Gideon he? Gideon as well. Is it, <laughs> and Gideon, yeah, Gideon was like double Larry and we're like, Gideon, <coughs> we're just, we're training. And he'd be like, no, 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 he's like losing his head when he's training. Imagine but it, it's yeah. because they take everything seriously and they want to win, right? Yeah, yeah they want to win. And that's, to be honest, that's why, that's why Peter is where he is. He's, he's a born winner. And, yeah. And full props to him, man. He's, he works hard and he's worked hard. It's not like he... He's, he's relied on natural talent. He's literally worked for everything he's got right now. So props to him. Yeah, good on him. And, I, and I, when I've seen him, Andrew, I've seen him a few times now. Uh, he was at Luton actually. I saw him at half time there. He come running over. Uh, always hugely respectful. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. obviously, like I say, there's a, it's, a, it's a stage and a part of your life. I always thought this when I worked in academies. You know, these kids are not going to forget things. So if you're Especially when you get a bit older, these are you're, you're part of a section of their life they're not going to forget. And I'm glad that I think most people I bump into, some will think I was an idiot, some will think I made bad decisions, I, and I did make bad decisions at times. What they don't know is I had a lot going on as well, Andrew, 100%. in my private life, you know. I, so, no, I wasn't, things weren't always great. And also, what you didn't even know off the pitch, there was times, I don't know if you remember, they turned the floodlights off in our training. Really? Yeah, so I'm blagging it with you guys, thinking, oh, there's a mistake. But I knew that the people that owned the stadium were, like, turning the floodlights off. And when I spoke to our people, they were like, oh, it's because we've got to pay an extra um, amount of money for the for the extra time. And actually, one of the people, without naming names, that's still at that club, he was putting his hand in his own pocket to try and pay for the floodlights to stay on. Yeah, seriously. It was just... And I, I that didn't sit right with me. I thought, I can't have good people paying their own money for them. Now, we can't be doing that either. So, there was so much going on. But look... That's one thing about Lancelot, though. So many good people there, man. And that's, that's why I wanted to come back as well. Just so many good people. And even when you was there and everything you was going through, it felt like it was all going through it. It was always there was when it like when you got to that last week even we felt like the league was against us yeah. the clubs were against yeah. us yeah. we felt injustice we shouldn't who who at what level has to play four games including going all the way to Somerset 
in one week. I had things personally, you know, business-wise, my house, my wife, who was critically ill. We had all of this going on. And even we had the one of the lads whose wife had breast cancer. There we go, yeah. You remember? so much going on. And we've got people like you who are like, left, you're deserted in this wilderness, where am I going to go after? Yeah, yeah. There was so much going on, man. But one thing I will say is I feel like we was together, man. Like, everything that was going on in your in your life, I felt like we all knew about it. We all wanted mm. to fight for you. We didn't want you to come all the way to Hereford and and and, and have a rubbish time and, mm. and 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 get battered. We wanted to fight, mm. and it felt like it felt like that. And, and we'd have separate conversations like that. We need to do this for Tony. Guy. He doesn't even we don't. He doesn't get paid from this. We don't get paid from this. We all, we all come here on a Tuesday train. We all want to get pushed on, and mm. he can help us. So it's like mm. let's help him. Yeah. So that's how that, that was what it felt like. And that's, that was the conversations we had separately. So it was like, these are the reasons why I apologise and let's help each other yeah. out here, man. And then they felt like yeah. a real togetherness and that's why, yeah. again, like I said. It was a hell of a journey and I bumped yeah. into one of the lads actually outside the stadium here, Nathan Harness. Yeah, I've just yeah. seen him, yeah. uh, which is which is great. We You know, we had five or six players that went on to be, you know, full-time players elsewhere. You was one of them, Andrew, so I guess it would be we need to cover maybe at least even at least briefly some of the journey you went on after that because mm-hmm. again I had because I built this relationship with your dad you may not know it but your dad uh, was in conversation with me about my view on certain offers you were getting and and one of them was to go to Northern Ireland you know I, I won't lie to you it worried me slightly you know in your persona and your age but then I thought as well I remember going to Devon when I was a, a young kid and somehow it can turn you into an adult but you're out on your own. Um, but anyway, talk us through post that period, Andrew, because I think you went on to there and then maybe on, on from where you went from there. post Dunstable? Yeah. Um, before I even went to Northern Ireland, I remember I went on trial with um, Huddersfield. Oh, that's right. Did yeah. you? And I think maybe, I should I game. name the names? But you, Sunderland, I think, was in and around as well, oh, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't go there. Oh, no, I did go there. I, yeah, I went you to both, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, went, I went to Sunderland... Um, played a game for them. I actually don't really well there. They wanted me to come back, but I don't know, I don't know why I did. I, I decided I wanted to go to Huddersfield, but Huddersfield I had a stinker. I'll, I'll be honest. I was thinking because I went to Huddersfield for one day and I had a game for Dunstable that night against Weymouth, and I was just thinking about I don't want to do too much today because I have a game tonight. So I was even folk, I was on trial at Dun- Huddersfield, thinking about the game at 7:45 against Weymouth, and I went from Huddersfield, came all the way straight down. My agent dropped me. Straight to Dunstable and played the game. I played really well as well, and I think mm. we lost one though. But no, we won. We beat Weymouth that day. I we did. We beat, we beat Weymouth. We that did. Home. I think Charlie Black scored yeah, a goal. Yeah, if yeah, you we remember. Beat them that day, yeah. And, that, and actually, that game was Nathan, who I've just bumped into outside. Nathan's debut. Yeah. Was yeah. was at Weymouth. Yeah. Because <laughs> because let me tell you this quick story. I remember thinking, like, get Nathan on the ball. You know, we're a team. We're up against it nearly from the first whistle to the last we're up against it so the keeper probably has more touches than our striker yeah. most of the time do you know what what happened Andrew we started and were terrific yeah. Nathan God love him he didn't touch the ball for about 15 minutes <laughs> it was like someone passed to him I remember that game was yeah but this is what I'm saying though it's crazy though I've, I've been working the whole season to try to get a trial I've gone on trial to Huddersfield and I'm not even focused on the trial I'm focused on on tonight's game against Weymouth and it was just a weird, weird position, like weird mindset, man. I was actually concentrating on just 
doing well for my club rather than I remember training in the morning at Huddersfield and I'm just thinking I don't even want to run too much I don't want cause I don't even think I told you I was going to play I think, I think I told you I might I might not but I wanted to play I was looking forward to it but yeah man it was a weird one but yeah um, after Dance the Ball I had a few offers to be honest but they were all um, non-league but I, my main thing at the time was I wanted to go through time man I just, I just thought that that's the way I can get my love for football again so I didn't get many full-time offers at that time I don't think I had trials and I didn't I was not a fan of trials I felt like I felt too many rejections at the time and I felt like trials not but then there was one offer that I had it was a weird one Northern Ireland Never heard of the team, never heard anything. Don't know how they even knew who I was, to be honest. I think, do you know, that's weird. It's, 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 the, it's LinkedIn, I feel like, that pushed me, pushed that move. But anyway, my name got brought out over there. Me and a, a lad called Ben Tony, who was at MK Dons with me, we both went over there together. And to be honest, I didn't know what it was going to be like, I had no idea. This was their first year of being full time. They were the only full time team in the league. So again, advantage, but they knew me as a central defensive midfielder because that was my my transfer market said that MK Don's highlights I was playing there. Even though I kind of gone to dance and developed to be more of an attacker, I found more of an identity mm. playing as an attacker. So mm. I was like, I've gone to Northern Ireland, they've identified me as a defensive midfielder. I played there, really enjoyed it to be honest. Again, my confidence wasn't as high. Mm. I was in a new environment, living by myself. Or I was living with the other lad, actually. New culture. Everything was just new to me. Cold. Um, different type of football. Everything was just so different. And um, I started off really well, though. I went there, done really well. Just in a starting line-up, starting line-up, starting line-up. But then I started to get, like homesick and I thought that's a lot to do with my character I've never mm. been away from home never been away from my mum and my dad I started to miss home and I started like booking flights to go home like on a regular occurrence and it was like it was affecting me mm. I'd go back and I'd be like I don't even want to go back to Ireland oh. so then there was one time again we played a game on a Saturday I played 90 minutes I've got in my car I've gone on a ferry with my car. This is the first time I've ever gone on a ferry. And I've gone back to London and, you know, Liverpool. And then I've gone home back to Milton Keynes. And I got home and I said to my dad, I don't want to go back, you know. And my dad's telling me, you know, my dad's a bit strict. He's a bit like, uh, yeah, you're yeah. on a two year contract, you've got to go back. You can't just walk. So I don't want to. And he goes, what do you mean? And he's really livid. Like, he's angry because he doesn't want me to give up. I shouldn't be giving up. And he's like, you want to come back and play non-league? I was like, yeah. And I was being serious, and he thought I was joking. And I just never went back. I called mm. the manager on the Monday, he's like, why are you not on training? And I was like, I can't do it anymore, I just don't want to do it. Mentally, I can't live away from home. And I was just so mentally weak, like, it was such a good opportunity, really mm. thinking about it. It's like you're playing full-time, you got your own house, you're getting paid, or you're on a two-year contract, they're going to get, they're playing in the Champions League now. They're playing, they're playing Europe now. I've seen Lan, yeah, they've gone on and done really well. They had huge investment, I think, yeah, from the owners. Yeah, they're, they're playing Europe now, so mm. I could have been there. I was on a few years ago, I was playing every game, I was one of the fans' favourites. Again, decisions. Mm. And I made the wrong decision, I came back to, to join St. Ives and just thought, I have a better chance. 
I was still only 18, maybe 19 at the time. I felt like I had a better chance of playing football full-time in England if I played non-league again. If I'd done it all over again, done mm-hmm. the journey, done it all over again, just at a different club. But I had another chance and I just, it, it was the wrong decision to be honest. But again, you know football is all about decisions, you know. So. Yeah. So, Andrew, you've... Uh of course, you played at some, you know, non-league clubs. You mentioned St. Ives. I think you had a couple of spells there, um, and you found yourself back at uh, Dunstable. And Joe, uh, I mean, I worked at Luton with Joe. He's one of my good friends. Uh, what an unbelievable character, by the way. He is mad. He's, mad. <laughs> He's actually a top man to be yeah. he, he is the reason. Like, I, I was at. Um, I had an option to go to another club in the same league and, and two clubs in, in back in step three as well. But he's called me and he's just honest. And that's a massive mm. thing with you as well, it's honesty. Honesty is such a big thing in football. No one realises it until you grow up. A lot of people lie to you. Mm. Agents, managers, assistant managers, club directors, chairmen, they will lie and lie and lie just to keep you happy and keep you there and the best people in football are the ones that are honest and you'll know they're honest straight away from the way when they pick up the phone to you what they're going to say to you you're going to know as soon as they pick up the phone he's an honest guy mm. and, that, and that's what I noticed because Joe reminded me a lot of you mm. he didn't, he didn't kind of like mess me around and say or blow smoke up my arse or anything he was mm. straight to the point look I want you you're going to do this we're going to develop this way this is how I want my team to set up you're going to be an integral part. Are you fit? I need you to be this fit. Everything, the stats, everything, he's got it all intact. And it's just like, wow, I ain't been, I ain't had this since. I ain't had this. And, and also the freedom to play. That's mm. a big thing for like people. Someone that's come out with someone like MK Dons or whatever, or Luton or whatever. Let him enjoy his football, man. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and, and I felt that straight away. So, so yeah, it was good. It was good. Mm. And he's a big character as well. It's good to have someone like that around. Confident and yeah, I feel confident now, man. Yeah, he gives me that confidence and believes that I'm the best player on the team. Even if I don't start a game, he will tell me how good I am, and that's yeah. so similar to you. And that's what I said to you the other day when I saw you. Like, yeah. Sometimes you need that. I don't, all these years since I last worked with you, I ain't had that. Mm. I've been the best player at some tough clubs, but I wouldn't know it. It would maybe yeah. be the fans. I might see a tweet or oh, he played really well. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. So, Andrew. Um, Talk us through, if you may, like you say about LinkedIn, I see, mm-hmm. like, it must be, it's, it's hard, I think it's hard to come to terms with when you think, I'm not a footballer. Mm-hmm. You know, when you've had that, I've said it carefully because I think it, I know so many people, it's hard to say, it's hard to say, I'm not a footballer. When you've done it and that's what you were, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know, say you get your hair cut and they say, what do you do? And you, I, 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 I even as a coach sometimes when I come out of it after 25 years I sit in the hairdressers believe it or not I go hairdressers and uh, what do you do and like, I'm used to saying you know like it's almost not boasting but you're quite proud of what, what you're you doing you know yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you, and when you don't say that anymore it's, it's sometimes I think that's hard to get your head around so I just wanted to what's that realisation like for you that's a good question to be fair um I didn't actually realise I wasn't actually a footballer until... Because obviously I went to Scotland as well. Mm. And before I went to Scotland, I was at Villa Ricky. So I was... 
And these are proper clubs, by the way. So Scotland, yeah. I mean, we we passed Scotland, sorry. Yeah, and that that's a they're, they're prop, that's proper yeah, football. Yeah, that, that was it was good. They, they were mm. obviously in the in the professional league as well. Again, I left again because of homesickness. Which is when I was just, that was when I was just felt like I'm not I'm not a footballer. I'm not a footballer because mm. I can't even leave my comfy environment. I can't even leave my comfortable environment. I can't step out of my comfort zone. Yeah, and uh, and and I don't want it enough. Because there's people that go to Egypt or wherever Asia to go play football because yeah. they want it, and I can't even go Ireland and Scotland because I'm getting homesick and I miss home. And I'm just like, I must not want it enough. And yeah. that was when I realized, well, I can't be the guy that I thought I was. I can't be a footballer because as a footballer, you need to be able to sacrifice. Yeah, as in, more. as in, the, as in, it's your career and a professional. Yeah, and I, mm-hmm. and I weren't willing to do certain things that other people were because if I, I can guarantee, if you tell Peter go and play in Finland for six months, he will be there with a smile on his face, and he yeah. will stay for the whole six months. Yeah. I might go there for two months and be like, I can't do it, and and that was that was my problem, and and that was what, yeah, that's what it is, man. It, it's, it's hard realizing that as you grow up, because I'm 25 now, from when I was. Young, I made my debut at what 16, so yeah. almost 10 years ago, and I was a footballer. Everyone in Milton Keynes knew me as a footballer, everyone still yeah. calls me a footballer. Milton Keynes, because growing up, he was that kid that used to play for him. Yeah. He was a joke, he was this, he was that. Like, Where'd you play now? now? Sometimes I get asked, Where'd you play now? Oh, I'm at dance school. Oh, and it's like people are just a bit like that's what you realize, yeah so quick the 10 years has gone by so quick and and, and you just got to realize sometimes that it just it just wasn't for me even though it, it couldn't still be i'm still young i could go anywhere the game i could still well, be in national league but. yeah well, well you never say never mm. um but there was a spell andrew where so you say conversations that happened not behind my back but obviously lads that were knew about my personal circumstances and were trying to help well I'm telling you, there was conversations that were happening about you, and I think there was a, lot, a good few of us, including your friends, by the way. Some of the names have come up on this already. We were worried about you because it seemed to us like this this guy's not coping with this, you know, like from this transition, if you like, into the real world, mm. you know. And I think it, it, it was a worry. Do you, was it justified? Do you think, Andrew? That and and this happens, right? I mean, people get into very bad dark places as a result of this game you know was, yeah. was that maybe something you think you was in yeah, yeah 100% 100% I was I was lost I, I was just I was obsessed with the thought of being a footballer if that makes sense so I was obsessed with the thought of it but I was lost as in I didn't know what to do I was getting again like I said before managers that just lied I would say you're going to do this but I wouldn't do it I would lose form and like yeah I was I was lost and I had no mm. one to guide me because I stopped trusting agents so it's not like I had an agent that would be like oh, okay like let's get back on track this is what I want you to do this year target A target B target C it wasn't like that it was just I would literally just wing it like I would join a club alright if I do I'll do if I don't I'll do. mm. I just lost my way a little bit for years and then lockdown happened at the time I was at Billy Ricky Things were going well. Then National League South. I had Jamie O'Hara again. He was okay. He was a good. He was a good guy, but managing wise, didn't really. Wasn't really my kind of manager. If that mm-hmm. made sense. Went there again. Lost a lot of confidence there. 
and then lockdown happened. I put on weight. I just I locked off football for. That was when I was thinking. I don't, I don't even think I might even play football for a bit. Then I decided again. I found my way again. I'm gonna do this again. I start going to the gym. I was smashing out the gym. Lockdown got lifted. Went on trial. Went to Scotland. Went on trial for two teams in Scotland. One was in the Scottish Champ, one was in the Scottish League One. Got an offer from both. The team in League One said I was going to play. I was going to play. The team in the Champ was like, going to be a bench player. So I went to the League One team, played. That's when I felt like I found my way again. I found my way. I was enjoying it again, though. I'm away from home. It's cold, different environment. Again, couldn't have that. Came back. So, yeah, you're right. I did use my way. And, and, and I can admit that now. Now that I'm older, mm. I can admit a lot. I can look back at a lot of things and, 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 and I know where I went wrong. My, if I could speak to my younger self, I, I, there's so many things I'd say. If I had a son, there's so many things I'd tell him. Um, mm. Listen, just listen. Every mm. the people that are taking looking after you know a lot more than you do, yeah. and that's one thing that I, 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 I can tell people on this podcast. Listen to your environment. Listen to the good people because they have the best interest at heart. And there's a lot of good people in the game, man. Yeah, and that I think is life, Andrew. Is there is a lot of wrongings about, yeah, there and there's a lot well. of people out for themselves. Yeah. There's a, uh, this game is full of people that will trample over their own grandma to get to where they've got <laughs> to go to. You know, we all know that. But there's equally a load of good people, and I've honestly I've met so many good people in this game, really honest, and they genuinely do care. They're, they're not out for themselves. Mm. So uh, I think that's really good advice, and um, and I appreciate your honesty, Andrew, and. I'd like to, if I may, finish with what are you doing now? Um, and is there anything that anyone could do to help you? You know, what 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 are you doing for a living? Um, I work at a school, so um, I'm doing um, I do coaching at a school, like after school clubs, breakfast clubs, and all that at a school. Um, and I own my own business now, a one-to-one business. It's um, basically. I'm a mentor as well, so like I own a one-to-one business, um, group sessions, one-to-ones, two-to-ones, and and to work on the confidence, technical ability, and 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 I also like to mentor people because I feel like a lot of kids, I got I got a lot of mentoring without realizing when I was younger. So for example, meeting you, meeting Carlson, meeting they, I was getting mentored, I was getting taught a lot of things, but I didn't realize I was getting mentored. So I put on my Instagram, by the way, AD Soccer School on Instagram, all social media. Um, I put on there that I'm a mentor as well because I feel like a lot of the knowledge that I've been given, I can pass on. So all the things I've been taught, all the things not to do, to do, to help somebody or a child or whatever it is, just words of advice and and and, and lead them into the right directions and not to make some of the mistakes I made when I was younger. So yeah, man. Um, I'm, I'm building that at the moment and it's going really well to be honest and I, I've got f- kids from 4 to 16 I'm in Northampton Milton Keynes Dunstable I'm all over the place I think I can get there so so yeah it's going really well um, and yeah I'm really enjoying it man I'm enjoying it well that's fantastic Andrew um, and I would say in my career over 25 years coaching whatever there are thousands of people that can do one to one coaching that can teach someone how to pass and receive a football um, and go through, um, you know, ball manipulation and all, you know, 1v1s and all these wonderful stuff. And you can learn it academically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you, that's not to say you're not a great coach, but I'll tell you one thing I think you've got huge value in is when you say about mentoring, the experience you had 
you know, clubs should be wheeling you in to talk to their young scholars, their first-year pros, getting you involved with some of these lads that get released. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. you've got a huge value there. Uh, the, the, the football authorities need people like you because, let's be honest, uh, some lads uh, can feel really lost, you know, and, 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 and because you've experienced it, you can't buy that, Andrew. So I think it's really valuable. And uh, I'd like to finish it up, uh, well, by letting you know that I think you, you're extremely valuable to this football industry. Uh, your Instagram and social media, your tweet, face, 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 what's it called? What are your social medias again? Let's get everyone to get on there and follow you. Uh, AOB underscore 30, that's me on all socials. I think on Twitter, I'm Andrew underscore OC10. But yeah, that's me, that's my socials, yeah, that's me. And then on my coaching account is um, AB Soccer School. So um, yeah, that's me on all social media. So yeah, just um, there I'm helping everyone to, I'm, help, I'm helping mentoring, ev- mentoring. I'm help, helping mentor everyone. And uh, I've got videos up of, of my coaching and my business and stuff like that. So yeah, um, just drop me a DM. I'm always open to talk and, and help someone because, you know, it's, it's priceless me, me, me being able to help another, another one coming through the ranks or whatever it is. So yeah, um, I'm always available. Drop me a DM. Great stuff. Well, thank you, Andrew. I'm going to close this now, and uh, I've got to say that is one of the best hours of talking I think I've ever had. I've really enjoyed it, mate. It's been great to see you again. I'll be down to Dunstable, obviously, to see you with Joe and the lads and that as well. So take care, my friend. No